Welcome to the sixth episode of Eastmall 2010 Recaps from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Armstrong, and joining me as always is the Canadian who is always surprised when he finds another man's telescope, Logan Saunders. Good evening. Good evening. It's another particularly infamous episode of Vistamol Japan, this one. Featuring my favourite Meet the Mole challenge in Vedum history. This is your favourite one? I love the art gallery challenge. Because it's so sneaky. When you know how it works, which obviously we will get into at the end of the episode. When you know how it works, you go, oh, you bastards, that's really clever. And I like those sort of challenges. I have completely forgotten how what the hidden mean in what the logic is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's just a super clever meet the mole challenge. And a lot of them are clever to a degree, but some of them can be a bit, nobody's ever going to work that one out. This one you definitely can work out with PDM's clue. Obviously, Hindsight is 2010, as we said last week, but this one's definitely a, a workable one. And it's super clever when you realise how to do it. The one negative I will say is that you do have to kind of be on the right mould to work it out. And even those that were still messed it up. Yeah, 100%. The the people who were in the correct mould didn't work out the logic of the challenge, and the people who maybe worked out the logic of the challenge didn't work out who the mole was. It's also worth pointing out that this was the last episode to air before they took a three-week break for the Winter Olympics in Vancouver, which they 100% would never do anymore. Really, they did They did like old-school Survivor, it's March Madness, so we're not doing anything. If you actually watch the um, the Next Time trailer, it says in four weeks' time after the Winter Olympics, I think it is. That's a momentum killer for such a good season. Yeah, so they did the first six episodes in sort of January, February, then took three weeks off, and then came back sort of late March to do the final four episodes. Oh, that's like a flashback to Survivor Exile Island, where I think it was either right before the merge or the episode after the merge. I distinctly remember like my first decrease of interest in Survivor happened when I think it was a four-week break, or it was a three-week break, then the recap of the season, and then a new episode after that. And it was even worse because it was just the Lamina tribe being bumped off one by one for the next three or four weeks after that. So it was just like eight weeks of nothing happening. <laughs> so previously, the final six took a trip with Peter Yan to build a temple on an abandoned island before a mysterious assignment saw them realise they had to remember Kanji while walking to the top of a crater. A split in the group saw people show off while doing silent karaoke, but the only hint sight required was Hint seeing red and being sent home. I believe Peter Yan said that Hind was singing her swan song. And then I think the only other mention of Hind we get is Sana saying she didn't expect him to go home and didn't think that Hind truly wanted to be there. And then Ariane says, you know what? The person whose gameplay I knew the least about was Hind's. She was really quiet. And then Eric even asks Sana if Hind uh, shared info with her in the room. And then Sana said, not really. We just talked about girly stuff. They talked about Indonesia or something. Apparently Indonesia qualifies as girly stuff, which I didn't know that was a that was an association. <laughs> yeah, in in hindsight, do you think that Hint did the show to further her career? Given how little she was involved in the challenges and willing to be by herself and essentially skip out on the Yoker challenge and she was very rarely shown in confessionals and didn't really interact with the other players. You can't help but feel that she may or may not have signed up strictly for the exposure of her singing career. 
I mean, she went to all out in the singing challenge and then she goes home right after that assignment. <laughs> For all I know, she, she put all 20 questions on Peter Yan and then got executed. <laughs> she looked like she was having a lovely time. I'm just not sure she'd ever actually seen the show before. I don't think she, even after she was executed, she's seen the show since. <laughs> I will also say I did do a quick skim through the reunion last week after I watched this episode against my usual policy of not skipping ahead. But the reason I did is obviously because of the cliffhanger at the end to try and work out who would have gone home had they not bought themselves uh, to Tokyo. And they don't say. What? It's one of the very rare seasons where a mystery like this is left unanswered. They don't actually ever say who would have gone home. I have a theory on it, because obviously we know who suspected who at this point in the season. Yeah. And who's on the right lines. But I don't know for certain who it is. It's an educated guess when I say in the what did the Moldu section later, who I actually think would have gone home. I presume the policy is if they don't tell you who would have gone home in a non-elimination episode, then that means that whoever went home the following week was going to go home that week too. But spoilers, that's not true this time. Because Ayan goes next week, and Ayan is the only person we know who got green screen. Well, that would have been a hell of an elimination then. (laughs) Yeah, skipping ahead, I don't know how Ayan goes home next week, given he finishes this episode with three yokers and knows he got a green screen and did better than somebody else. Yeah, because I presume next round would have been the last round to use it. Yeah, you don't um, tend to be allowed to use any perks at Final Four unless it's an exemption that you've won. Yeah. So it's day 10 in Yamagata. Sana says she didn't expect him to go, but she didn't seem to mind. Aryan describes her as cheerful and fun. Eric asks Sana if her and Kim share information as they're in the same room, and in a wonderful response, she replies that they share girl stuff, which is none of your business, Eric. Apparently it's Indonesia. You know, nothing nothing spells being feminine than talking about Jakarta. Jakarta, the most feminine city in the world. Yeah, may just as, may as all the buildings may as well be pink, and they sell, you know, plush unicorns on every street corner. And they are driven to Yamadera for the first challenge. Peter Yandos is standing in front of a temple stick again after episode one, but it's a brilliant shot. Yeah. It is, it's currently going to be the banner this week, is Peter Yan just kind of standing in front of the temple looking all important. He loves waiting for people on top of tall staircases. It's just his thing. <laughs> like, if he were to rent an apartment, if he has an apartment or suite somewhere in Amsterdam, I'm sure it's on the 8th or ninth floor. It's not going to be ground level with Peter Yan. And then the elevator will be out of service. I think it's in part due to the fact that he's a very tall guy, so it just makes him look taller. And then you, and then it's even more absurd when he wears platform shoes on top of that. He looks like the center for the Harlem Globetrotters. He tells him that the temple complex is 1,200 years old, and one of them will be climbing all the steps to the top of it, where they'll have to make an important decision. They are told that they have to leave people behind as they go up, and each time they must leave who they trust the least behind. Sadly for Fritz, everyone basically describes that they don't trust him after he took an exemption two episodes ago. It's the best part of a week ago now. Everyone has a long memory on Vidim. It's just really fun. (laughs) I feel so bad for Fritz, because 
I mean, I finished editing episode four earlier, which is obviously the one where Fritz just nukes everything. And I feel so bad because he's just playing the game. And these people really don't enjoy it. What's even funnier is that after this challenge, they put him in the crucial role in the next money-making challenge. So I don't know what the logic is here. (laughs) Poor Fritz. That's all I have to say. He now basically spends the rest of his time on the season trying to make up for one selfish move. Yeah, he just wants to be on one person's Christmas card list. And what's funnier is, after Fritz is left behind, now they actually have some disagreements. Eric wants Kim to stay behind as the second least trustworthy, but then everyone else wants Eric to be left behind. Yep, because none of them trust him either. Poor, poor Eric. It's funny because those are the two who are in the tightest alliance of any duo in this, out of any duo that's left in the season. Fritz and Eric share the most information, and yet they're the two that are least trusted within the small group of five. So every time they are left behind, they have a choice of two envelopes. One will say 500 euros, and one will give them a number of yokers. Fritz gets just one yoker as his offer, and he rips up the yoker card. Eric is then left behind. He says the mole would pick an exemption over money in the end, so it's stupid that they suspect him. They're still leaving him regardless, and he has a bit of an argument with Sanna over it, which is quite fun. Uh, his decision is two yokers or 500, and he picks 500. Kim then volunteers to go next, as long as Sanna is the one who goes to the top. Her dilemma is three yokers or 500 euros, and she also chooses 500. Aryan then asks if Sanna will take an exemption for the group, and she says not for very much money, as someone still has to go home eventually. What use is it bankrupting the pot to delay the inevitable? And this is such a delightful quote because of what happens at the end. It's it's just wonderful for the second time this season that they put in this foreshadowing quote for the outcome at the end of the episode because we had it with Fritz taking the exemption and we have it now with Sanna going, oh, what's, what use is it paying loads of money out of the pot just to keep everyone safe for one round unnecessarily? <laughs> Sanna sacrifices a lot of money this episode. Sanna is absolutely the main proponent of don't sacrifice money from the pot. And yet she is the one at the end who not only stops them earning any money in this challenge, but then also pays a ludicrous amount of money out of the pot and wastes all of her yokas. I don't know what's going through her head here. Maybe she's just not a material person. So Arjen's dilemma is four yokers off 500 euros, and he chooses yokers. And then Sanna meets Peter Yan at the top, and he tells her the dilemma that they all had, and explains that he will be accompanying her heading down. She has to choose either five yokers or money in the pot, but whatever she picks is the only thing that anyone else is allowed to keep. This is a very confusing challenge. So as I understand it, if she would have picked 500 euros, then the other 1,500 euros gets added into the pot. Yeah. So what would have happened if she'd picked money, then she would have earned 500 euros herself, and then until she sees a yoker, any money that she sees up until that point is uh, is added to the pot. So because Aryan took yokers as well, it would have only been 500 euros. I think. It's not entirely clear in the rules this, I'll be perfectly honest. Because I didn't know if it meant everyone else's money is added in, and then Aryan doesn't get his yokers. 
Aryan wouldn't have got his Yokas, I don't think. But I guess based, because we don't know for sure what the ruling is, because given that she took the Yokers and then Aryan took the Yokers, it makes sense that no one else's money is earned. Yeah, I think Aryan would have been the roadblock in it. I think as soon as she gets to Aryan, he doesn't get the Yokers, but they don't earn any more money, is my understanding of it. Yeah, I could see it going either way. Yeah, but yours sounds... But yeah, it, it's not abundantly clear. She takes the Yokers anyway, and she plays very selfishly, stops any money going into the pot here, and really annoys the three who sacrifice themselves at the start. Including Fritz, who just wants a little bit of trust, and now no one's even going to remember that Fritz chose to play for the group. They're all now just going to realize that everyone, including innocent little Sana, is playing for herself too. Yeah, this is a brilliant challenge to set up the chaos that ends this episode. Because Sana's choice is ludicrous. I don't know if I've said it enough. Sana's choice is absolutely crazy to me. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we shall get to that. And then everyone's grilling her why she chose the five yokers, and then she says, well, a big Buddha showed up, and a big Buddha doesn't care about money. And yet she said to Aryan she did. Maybe the big Buddha didn't show up until after her conversation with Aryan. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe right before the last staircase one appeared. <laughs> Although I don't know if I don't know if the Buddha would be really into yokers though. So yeah, Aryan and Sano don't pick the cash, which means no money out of two thousand five hundred for the challenge. And Aryan says that absolutely nobody can be trusted anymore. Simple as that. Yeah, no, you think that would be established with what Fritz did, but now it's like okay. I guess we're really going to have a tough time trusting each other to put money into the pot for the rest of the season. Aryan is basically just preempting Horace and going, trust nobody. I'll also say I tried to get a clean version of Horace doing that from um, from the El Salvador Nicaragua episodes, and I genuinely cannot find it. I don't know where he says it. I scoured those three episodes that he's actually in, spoilers, and um, I genuinely can't find where Horace says, trust Nobody. It's so strange. Kim says that she's done with taking money for the group now. It'll be tricky with Aryan and Sana having so many yokers. Sana says Eric is upset that she always outplays him. He told her that he wanted to give her tips on how to play the game. So condescending. <laughs> yeah. She can give him tips that she has five yokers and he has none. Yeah, she should be giving him tips. <laughs> it's also a very rare non-game character scene in this season. We've mentioned it in previous weeks of of it being quite an efficient season and them only having like 50-minute episodes and them not really having much filler. And then you have a tea ceremony scene here where it is just everyone kind of enjoying the culture. Yeah, Fritz was really digging the tea. He wants to spill some tea. Yeah, he wants to spill some tea. Um, he wants to be given some tea bags. <laughs> I'm not biting. You and your smutty, smutty mind. Yeah, I think it's like the sequel to Anthony Bourdain's uh, advent, uh, Food Adventures. It's now teabagging around Japan with Fritz Sissing. Teabagging with Fritz. <laughs> I don't know why we do this to ourselves. The episode 4 title is A Man Inside Me, because of you. I think teabagging with Fritz would be a funnier title. Teabagging with Fritz Sissing. I'll make it the episode title then. Go on. And then Arian and Eric have a conversation where, oh, I, I can't remember exactly where, but Arian says, oh, who's up for a game? 
And then Eric, who's still angry over the Yoker situation, says, um, you, you go play by yourself. You go play with your Yokers in your pocket. Arjen says he plans on selling one of his Yokers to Fritz in exchange for the information on who he's going to suspect on the test. If it's Kim, then Arjen won't play the rest, and Fritz will go home. It makes me wonder, did Arjen know that Fritz is pretty confident on who the mole is, and now it's just a matter of extracting information from Fritz to be with him in the final three? I think everyone did. I think it was a pretty public secret that Fritz was suspecting Kim, and that Eric was suspecting Kim. Because you've you've seen it mentioned over the past couple of episodes of, oh yeah, Fritz is definitely testing Kim here, and people point it out. So I think it's kind of a very open secret that, that Fritz is 100% on Kim, no matter what. And I know we're jumping later to the episode, but Arian just wants to know from Fritz, are you really 100%? Are you 70%, 80%, 90%? How all in on Kim are you really? Are you splitting it a little bit on somebody else? Eric says he hopes that they can win more advantages the next day. There is one person who needs them, and that is him. And PT Ann tells us that Fritz, Eric, and Kim are the big losers at the Temple Challenge, but they're scared. However, anyone who has an eye on the mole in the next challenge will be guaranteed a trip to Tokyo. He meets them individually and tells them they can't win any money today, but they can win something more important. Pictures speak louder than words. If they think carefully about the logic behind the photo exhibit that they're about to see, then they will see the mole. Yeah, the hint. Pictures speak louder than words. Does that mean the pictures actually talk and say, hey, listen to me. Don't read the words you see in the picture, you dumbass. Start start shouting out. What do you think the logic behind the photo exhibit was? Uh, let me get the exact way. Think about the idea behind it. If you, I guess the, whoever the mole is, is behind the other people in the picture. So the logic behind it, which won't spoil who the mole is, is that you should always pick a picture that is taken from the mole's perspective. Mmm, behind it. So you shouldn't pick pictures that include the mole, you should pick pictures that are taken by the mole. So so you want to be behind the mole as if the mole is behind the camera. Okay, I was kind of on the right track. Yeah, if you pick every picture that is taken from the mole's perspective then you will find the telescope with the mole. And it's super clever. Yeah, because before it's like really abstract or really random when they do these meet the mole challenges, especially in a lot of the more recent seasons. Yeah, the one that comes to mind is the South Africa one where they're in this big South African church. Art brings them in one at a time and says to them, you've got to answer three questions truthfully. If you answer all three truthfully, then the mole will answer a question for you truthfully. If you answer just one question not truthfully, then the mole is allowed to lie. That's a bit more convoluted than this one, which is just work out the logic and you'll be on the track of the mole. But everyone doesn't know quite how to interpret it, so people bounce back and forth between picking pictures that include the mole in it or just pictures exclusively without the mole in it. Yeah, they should be picking pictures without the mole in it because it because those are actually the ones taken from the mole's perspective. So, alongside a spiral ramp are pictures of their adventure so far. Each picture is in a pair, and they have to choose one of the two, which will tell them how many photos to move forward by. Fritz chose, yeah, he chose all pictures with Kim, and stopped until he saw a picture without Kim, then he picks a photo with Kim, 
and then he realizes he messed up his plan of attack. He reaches the telescope, and there lies the Hamburglar from McDonald's. Yeah, so he finds Eric's telescope in the end, which wasn't what he expected. Then, oh, in a second, he goes for all pictures featuring Eric. At one point, it gets a bit difficult, as neither photo features him, and he finds Santa's telescope. Oh, I thought, I thought he found Keeper Sutherland. No, not that time. Keith Sutherland found him. That's the difference. <laughs> Kim was up third, and she was keeping her eye on Aryan. Her telescope leads to him, which helps. Eric is up fourth. He thinks about what Peter Yan said. He says every picture could go either way, and if you don't have the right idea at the beginning, you won't win. And he finds Fritz. Sana is last up. She finds a picture of her, Tim and Manuel, paired with a seemingly empty tram. She goes for the empty one because none of them are the mole. She sees Fritz, but she doesn't suspect him, and says she'll stay in her existing tunnel. How long do you think each of them had to sit on that bench when it wasn't their turn? Oh, at least 10-15 minutes. In a challenge like this, you can't have anyone with an inherent advantage or knowing how long someone else took. So you have to make people sit there for like 10 or 15 minutes, I think. I was thinking it was going to be way longer because they have to reset, shoot the challenge, explain it, maybe redo some shots. I was thinking they had to be sitting in those spots when it wasn't their turn for at least at least a couple hours. Just knowing how slow filming typically goes for challenges and and tapings of different shows. I just can't picture it being 10, 15 minutes. Unless they were only in those positions when filming was actually happening. They may have been under a tent or something. Yeah, just somebody gets on the radio like, quick, she's getting to the telescopes, everyone go to your spots now. Yeah, or as soon as Peter Yen goes to do his introduction with each person, then they get told they've got to go sit down. Yeah. So Fritz and Eric have a chat. Fritz thinks the mole is a woman, because both of the women have moled. Eric is starting to doubt his intentions because he keeps pushing Eric towards suspecting Sana. Sana says she wants to reach the finale with Kim, but she doesn't want to give Kim a yoka to help her get there. She wants her to earn it, just like how in Survivor they have to earn getting into the merch now. Oh god, Probst has said that's continuing as well, which is awful. And they're not going to do live reunion shows even with restrictions being over too. I like how Fritz and Eric's conversation casually happens as they're sitting at a koi pond. Well, it's Japan. It's what they do. Yeah. Yeah, it really fits in with the motif and thinking this is actually a cool scene where it's like just casually talking about who you suspect as the mole playing mind games with each other as as you're probably feeding the, the koi fish some seeds. One of my highlights of Singapore Airport was the koi pond there. It's a very relaxing place to let your thoughts just marinate. So they head to the Mogamigawa River on day 11. Peter Yan asks for two pairs who will try and fish canisters out of the white water part of the river in canoes, and the last person will be in the calm part of the river. Fritz volunteers to be on his own, leaving Eric and Sana and Kim and Arjen to pair up. There's really no calm person in this group. No. And I'm not sure the logic of the group is very sound here. If they don't suspect that Fritz won't work in his own self-interest, why would you let him have any sort of control? If someone's segregating a challenge like this, then it's a very silly idea to make that person the one person who none of you trust. The one reason I can think of is nobody thinks, nobody has Fritz as their number one suspect right now. They all want to keep an eye on who the mole is, so they're going to let Fritz be solo. That's the only bit of logic I can I can see in that. Yeah, it's silly. Even though I didn't suspect Fritz at the time, even I thought this was a little bit silly given how none of them trust him. 
And yet, I don't think anyone would have done as well in this challenge as well as Fritz did. No, they made the right choice in the end. But also, it was maybe a little bit silly if none of them trust him, given he can just sabotage as much as he really wants. Yeah, he just puts no. He just lets all the containers go by. And he says, "Well, if you gave me the rest of my clothes earlier in my suitcase, I wouldn't have done this as payback." So the pairs have to get the containers out before they reach two red flags and put a coin in them to show they grabbed the canister. If Fritz then fishes the container out at the finish, the money will go into the pot. Each canoe has five coins, and the containers are worth up to five hundred euros each. And then we just get the comedy. I'll be honest the the comedy of. Eric and Santa trying to paddle anything. With Santa not being established as not having very good upper body strength. My first note on this is just, Eric and Santa are super inept. <laughs> and then Kim and Arian have the incident where Kim hands Arian the coin and he drops it and it falls into the river. <laughs> yeah. And then Fritz says, well, I'm essentially the goalie here, so whatever I do, I have all the power. It doesn't matter what the other two pairs do, really. And one thing I noticed is Kim and Aryan finish this their paddling way before Sana and Eric are done. It's like they've been watching them for five to ten minutes. I'm thinking, how were they were they paddling for the finish? What the hell's going on? Yeah, both Kim and Aryan definitely have canoed before. And I would guess neither Eric nor Sana have actually been in a canoe before. No. Sana definitely hadn't, and I would be very surprised given his performance in this if Eric had as well. I was very surprised the very last uh, container that Sana and Eric threw. I think Sana was the one who threw it, where they were perfectly in line with the red flags. I did not think that one would count because the majority of the canoe was over the was over the finish line. And then Fritz Fritz went overboard. I didn't think he would be able to get back into the boat in time and still collect more containers, but somehow. Fritz did, and I don't think anyone else would have been capable of that. I think challenge would have been over right then. Rescue team swarms in, and especially if it was Sana. Sana would have no chance of getting back into the canoe if she was solo. Yeah, I think it goes back to something I said in episode four, which is that Fritz at this point is just motivated by money. He doesn't care because he he assumes he's going to win. So he just wants to do anything he can to make sure that he takes home the most money because nobody else is going to win in his mind. Well, he doesn't do everything he can this episode. No, but in this challenge, Fritz busts his ass because he knows that he is personally responsible for, potentially himself, earning a lot of money out of it. That's the difference. Yeah. Fritz's decision, I think, is slightly more understandable because he, after the uh, after the chain gang debacle, has never said that he's going um, to try and get money in the pot every single time. He's just thinking selfishly above everything else. Sana's decision is stupid. But I kind of get it from Fritz's point, especially if he's coming out of the first challenge where he has no yokers, he has no advantage, and he pretty much thinks, oh shit, I'm going head-to-head with one person here to survive. And we both are on the same person, and we're we're both on the same person, so it may just be a time tiebreaker and I go home. Regardless if we're regardless if we're even on the right mole or not, that's a scary feeling. So Ian and Kim get two, one of two hundred and fifty euros and one of five hundred. Eric and Santa then grab a two fifty. Kim says that Ian couldn't sit in the boat properly and is wasting all of her paddling energy. Santa and Eric get another two hundred and fifty euros, and Kim and Ian get another three cans before 
they drop a coin in the water as Kim tries to hand Arjun it. They reach the red flags and guide Fritz to them, but he falls in. He manages to grab one of the 500 euro cans before getting back in the boat. Eric and Santa then miss a 500 euro box, but manage to catch it in the end. And they see one final 500 euros and throw it in, literally just before they reach the red flags. And Ian says that Santa and Eric took twice as long as they did, but they filled the same amount of containers and even had a coin left over. PCM then counts their winnings and they end up with a massive 2,500 and euros. And he also warns them that it is time for the test and execution. Yep. PC Anne seems incredibly shocked that they actually did well on this challenge. It's the most they've won in any challenge this season. Really? Not even in the first two episodes they exceeded 2,500 euros? I don't think they got 2,500 in any of the challenges now. Hmm. I don't remember them doing, because most of them weren't even worth 2,500. Well, there was one that was worth 600,000 euros. Well, yeah. Yeah, there was the 600,000 euro game, but not this one. I'd forgotten about that. I've not edited episode 5 yet, so I completely forgot about that joke. <laughs> so it is now time for the test. 20 questions on the identity and actions of the mole. Whoever knows least goes home, except for the mole who can never go home. Sana has five yokers, Arjen has three, and Fritz, thanks to his conversation with Arjen, has just one. Arjen is on Eric. He couldn't do much of the temple because he was out early, and he really trusted, assuming that he's the mole, that people would still take yokers and no money would go into the pot. Eric says Arjen is being suspicious. He takes yokers, and if you let go of the tunnels, he underperformed in the last few assignments. That's tricky, as five people are left, two of whom have a whole load of yokers. Fritz says one of the women is the mole. He had to think after the thousand steps whether it could be Sana. She started off very naive in the game, but she's proven very strategic. He is, however, staying on Kim, and plays his yoker. Sana says that Ayan and Kim blame each other for the coin drop. She says she wouldn't throw a coin in the canoe, so that must be a mole action. And she plays all five of her yokers. Yep, all in on this task. She's not confident in this round. <laughs> Kim says Sana is still in her top three. She's someone who is completely different in each assignment. That instability is suspicious. I have to say as well, everyone seems very shocked at the prospect of a non-elimination here. It's kind of the traditional point where they put a non-elimination in. Especially as the Manuel departure kind of ruined their original non-elimination game. They usually do it at sort of third episode and then final five somewhere. So it's hilarious that anyone went, what? There's a chance for a non-elimination here? I did not see that coming. They can count, right? (laughs) They have to know that there are nine episodes of challenges in this season. And we still have another three episodes to go. And they're going to have to not eliminate someone soon. You can't do it at final three. No, it's either going to be this week or next week. I wouldn't have played a Yoker on this test. I'll be perfectly honest. Yeah, final four non-eliminations are not not very popular. And what's funny is when Kim's doing her quiz, she says, Sana's in my top three. And I'm thinking, Sana's in your top three? Out of five? Oh, no, out of four. So she's only ruled out one person. It's like, well, who did you rule out, Kim? You may as well just start with that. So PTN tells them it's time to look each other in the eyes as one person won't be coming to Tokyo. He tells them they all have to stay silent from now on and only look directly at him as they have a choice to make. He can type their names into the computer and show them their screens, but he doesn't have to. Barbara convinced him not to. It will, however, cost them a thousand euros from the pot if they don't want to see their screens. 
It'd be funny if Peter Yan says, okay, all of you have to look directly at me. Uh, you can't say a word to each other. And now I'm going to practice my stand-up comedy act for when HBO approaches me with a comedy special. Here are the jokes that I learned from Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah. Or he just starts making a bunch of funny faces to see if he can elicit laughter. We are now going to play the improv game of Bus Stop. You have to try not to laugh, look directly at me, and let's see if I can make you laugh. <laughs> Under each of your chairs is a party quirk. Arjun, you must play the role of Carol Channing, whose head keeps getting stuck to things. Fritz, you have to play the role of him. So Fritz is the first to have the dilemma, and he says he's going to Tokyo, as is Sana, inexplicably. She played all of her five yokers and admitted it, leaving Peter Yan pretty confused. And she says she's she's slow at completing the test and was worried that she was going to lose out on time. She sacrificed her whole advantage here. Five yokers, 2,500 euros, plus 1,000 euros here. So that's 3,500 euros and five yokers that Sana managed to waste in one episode, all on her. No one else can take responsibility for that. No, it's quite impressive. Eric then gets bollocked by school teacher Peter Yan for looking at Sana as she's making a decision. Yeah. Eyes on me. Eyes on me, Eric. Kim chooses not to see her screen, but Ian chooses to see his, and it is green. And Eric chooses not to see his screen. He wants to go to Tokyo and thinks that he deserves it, but that decision costs the group 4,000 euros of a potential absolutely nothing for the challenge and earns them minus 1,500 of 7,500 for the episode, and 11,400 of 48,200 for the season so far. Peter Yan would have been funnier if he took, if when he was cussing out Eric, if he just pretended to act like a child seeking attention. Eric, why are you looking at Sana? Pay attention to me. Eric. (laughs) Eric, watch me do a handstand. You're not looking. I'm going to type your name into this computer. Ian then shows the group that he didn't play a single yoker, and yet he got a green screen and information from it. And that is the end of the episode. Or maybe Peter Yang could have done like the electric chair therapy, like from The Simpsons with Dr. Monroe, that if somebody looked at somebody else, he can just press the buzzer and there's an electric shock that's emitted. So just emit the electric shock for Eric. Like, Eric, damn it. So next time, in Tokyo, there is an exchange. Arjun wears a bucket hat. Eric and Fritz look at maps. And Fritz and Arjun are bollocked on a big screen scale. And I must say, that was a ballsy move by Arjun to look at his screen. Because he only played... He held on to three yokers. And he would have been a lot better off sacrificing the 1,000 euros this episode and then load up on the three yokers the next. Yeah, it... I mean, it's a very gutsy move from Arjun. Will it pay off? We'll find out next week. Have you got anything else you want to say about this episode? I mean, it's. I mean, all the attention now is on Arjun at the end of this episode. He calls everyone else cowards. He was only one out of the five to be willing to look at a screen, knowing that he could have just been sent home right then and give up a huge advantage. Instead, now it's, I have three ochres. I got information from Fritz was very confident as to who he thinks the mole is. And now I know I feel like I should be on the right track, given I did see a green screen. Especially when I played no yokers, and now we find out that Sana played five. It's a seriously baller move. I'm very impressed by 
by Iron not even playing one. I mean, it's a very rare move. Usually Yokers burn holes in people's pockets very quickly in this show. Unless you're, um, who was the one from last Venom season that held onto the Yokers forever? Frazier? Frazier, yeah. Anything else you want to say about the episode before we discuss what the mole did? Why did Sana not look at her screen after playing five Yokers? I don't know. It's a 3,000 euros. What the hell is she playing at? She may as well have thrown them into the river and fed them to the, or fed them to the kois. Yeah. So, thank you for listening to our Vista Mall 2010 recap. We'll be back next week to continue the hunt for an old mall in Japan. Don't forget you can contact us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram where we are RTV Warriors. Or you can email us and contact at rtvwarriors.com. Logan is on Twitter at Lux of Kowaki and I'm J Harmstone. Don't forget you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash rtvwarriors. Thank you as always to Marika for the subtitles. We'll see you next week. Peace out and just chill till the next flavoring. So what did them all do? Well, I don't know for certain, but I'm pretty sure that Kent was paddling very hard towards the finish line and that the dropped coin had a lot more to do with her than it did with Arya. Yeah. Obviously, the big sabotage in this episode is she dropped a coin. She took the money on the temple route, knowing that Sana would take Yokers, and she chose not to see her screen, costing the group a thousand euros. Which, I mean, in that scenario, was a logical move for her, considering she had no Yokers. Her, Fritz, and Eric were in the right to not look at their screen, and Aryan, since he didn't play any Yokers. Well, I guess Fritz did play one Yoker. Sana was the one person who should have definitely taken a look at her screen. Yeah, definitely. The thing I will say is, logically, there's only one person who it can be who would have got the red screen here, and that is Eric. Because, contrary to what we hear in the in the Who Do You Suspect scenes before the uh, execution, Sana was on Kim by this point, apparently, according to what it says in the reunion. So she would have got a green screen regardless, even regardless of the yokers that she played. Eric is the only one obviously disadvantaged, and it makes most sense that he would have got the red screen. But Aryan got a green screen. Yeah, Aryan must have got lucky and split enough that he was on Kim, accidentally. It doesn't make any sense how Aryan survived this test if he goes home next week. But Eric and Fritz were both definitely on Kim. Yeah. And then Aryan got a green screen and wasn't on Kim. Well, we think. He he may have been. But he got a green screen. The reunion says he never, was never on Kim, right? Mm, I know. That's the thing. He must have somehow stumbled ass backwards into, into suspecting Kim enough to survive that test, and I don't understand how. But, but Eric and Fritz were all, were all in on her. Yeah, I know. I don't understand how it worked. Could it be that Sana would have been executed, even with the five Yokers? But Sana was definitely on Kim. Sana was on Kim from about episode three or four, I think. Oh, they did. Peter Yan specifically asked her that at the um, at the reunion. When did you start suspecting Kim? But he asked her. It wasn't like in the monologue saying, "Oh, and maybe she split between somebody else." We didn't have the traditional "Who suspects who" montage in the reunion. But yeah, Sana was definitely on Kim by this point. I'm one like all in on her. It must have been. <laughs> but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because Arian saw a green screen. Production wouldn't fudge that, right? No. 
that's the argument. Maybe, just maybe, they decided everyone was getting a green screen regardless. Unless just for that round, Aryan said, I'm going to go, but then why would he not go on Kim for the next round if he got a green screen here? Then what's the point of the whole gamble with the Yokers? I still want to say that Sana goes here. Or maybe or maybe it would have just come down to time. But then, uh, wait, but I don't know. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> the best thing is, I talked about foreshadowing scenes in the episode earlier. There is a wonderful foreshadowing scene in that test. <laughs> because you know how Sana says, oh yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm so slow at filling tests in. She loses the season on time. Maybe she did lose out on the test, then, if it was a tie between her, Eric, and Fritz. Maybe she would have lost a time tiebreaker between the three of them. Fritz wins the season because he is about 50 seconds faster than Sanna, I think it is. It's quite impressive. Yeah, this final, yeah, this execution makes no sense to me, given that we know that Aryan wasn't on the mole, the other three were, but somehow Aryan gets a green screen. I wish they told us who would have gone home here, because it would have been very interesting but they didn't <laughs> anything else you want to say um no i'm just happy we kept it under an hour today <laughs> yeah nice and efficient just like the season 